Westchester Talk Radio is broadcasting live. News, trends, and more. No one knows Westchester County better than we do. We are Westchester Talk Radio. Good day. Welcome to Orange County Talk Radio. I'm John Marino, and we are produced by Shark Creative, made possible by Tompkins Mayapack Bank, by Robeson Oil, the house that service built, by Lipolis Electric. Don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis by Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard up and down all throughout the Hudson Valley by Michael Lampriola, landscape design and construction of our monk, and they work throughout the Hudson Valley to end by White Plains Hospital here on What's Happening in the Lower Hudson Valley on Orange County Talk Radio. We are joined by Amanda Dana. Amanda is the director of the Orange County Tourism and Film Office and president of Hudson Valley Tourism. So what she does covers a wide ranging area. Amanda, people look at a title like the title of your office, Film and Tourism, Tourism and Film. What do the two have to do with each other? That was my first thought a few years back when I saw down in Westchester, the office there adopt that name. Yeah, so so actually uh, the office in Westchester was a, a big motivation for Orange County to, to actually do this and acquire the film office. Natasha Caputo is one of my colleagues in the Hudson Valley and she did uh, help me quite a lot with that. Apologize for the noise outside that window. Yeah, what, um, I guess they're blowing leaves, right? They're blowing Falling leaves autumn leaves outside your window right? there. By the way, are you in Middletown? I'm in Goshen, New York, 99. In Goshen, okay. I won a basket of cheer from the Goshen Jane Seas in the fall of 1979 when I first came to Orange County to work at WTBQ in Warwick for okay. Jimmy well, Stir, the king of polka music. That's where I began my career. So good to get. So welcome, but come back again. Uh, hopefully, you've been here since 1979. I have. Okay, I have. So. They know me well at Massacre Orchards in Warwick. Very good, very good. And Pennings so just, and Oaks also too in Warwick. Best places right. to pick apples in the world. So you work together with our good friend Natasha yes. down in Westchester, right? Absolutely. And um, so we acquired the film office, and it makes a lot of sense because a lot of times what we do in the film office is we're finding locations for productions. So when we find those locations, it helps to have that tourism background, but it also helps because. We get a lot of our lodging partners engaged, whether it be our hotels, motels, or Airbnb partners. We get them engaged to house the talent and the crew for these productions. So it makes a lot of sense. So really evolve from there. And we really have a handle on our inventory, and, and as well as other folks in the area too, such as our real estate partners as well. But it really makes sense to house it and work it out of the tourism office because we just know the inventory that much better. So why do they pick Orange County or the Hudson Valley in general? What are they looking for? You mean they in productions? Oh, yeah. And everybody oh, yeah. else who comes <laughs> to the Hudson Valley to work through your office from a business and a personal standpoint. Sure. What so are people looking for? And what's the key to getting a film crew to come to the Hudson Valley? Yeah. So it doesn't happen magically. It actually is a, is a great, uh, it's a secret sauce that we have. And that is that we provide one streamline resources for production. So we make it easier for productions to come here. We're very quick on responding, responding to them on our locations or getting them to municipality, helping them with a film permit. And additionally, we also partner with a production company that brings in these productions and um, puts them in their sound stages. So we are partners with them. So when they know they have a great production on the hook, they get us involved immediately and our response time is very short. So that gives them a lot of, um, 
willingness to come here. So mm-hmm. now you realize you just revealed that secret sauce, right? Mm-hmm. I, I have I told to make that an too. adjustment to it. This way, I nobody tell it, anyone wants to hear. I tell it. I scream it from the rooftops. That because no one to- can do it like you, right? No one can yeah. put the ingredients in the pot and do it like you. So it's okay if somebody takes a bit of this or that, right? No, I'm happy to share with the rest of the region and New York State, for that matter, because um, we need more sound stages. We need so our more certified sound stages to attract more productions. And once we have those sound stages, they anchor around them. And that's what the secret sauce is. So they anchor around their sound stages because they need to be there for the tax credit. So when they need to be there, they're going to find locations around those sound stages. And, and I welcome other counties to, to jump on in and I will help in any way I can because it's really about the entire region. Uh, growing because of this initiative. When a film crew needs to do something with a Hudson Valley-ish kind of look, to me, there's no better place to come. And I learned this back in 1979, 1980, and it's an image that has stayed with me throughout the decades, throughout my my career has been all around the New York and tri-state area in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, out on Long Island and the Hamptons. No matter where I've gone, I always remember the fall of 1979 in Warwick and that portion, especially in in Orange County and around Orange County. And I would have to think that when a film crew wants this kind of look, this is the place to come. I can still feel the chill of the fall of 79 in me 42 years after. Mm -hmm. You're you're actually right. I mean, we have we have the best of both worlds, which means we have great urban centers that can emulate downtown New York City um, in, a, in a heartbeat. And we also have the farms and the, the landscape that really blends nicely with a production. So that's why the, it's so popular up here. And, and, you know, our partners, too, do a lot. Rockland, Westchester, they do a tremendous amount of filming as well. We are really getting engaged now. We are actually expanding more. We're, we're developing a whole corridor in Orange County devoted to the film industry. So we really got the taste of it. So um, we're, we're doing a lot in that direction. But yes, you're right. It, it makes sense for productions to come here. So let's take it around Orange County now. We talked film. What else are the county's big selling points now, especially 42 years after I first found out about it? Things have changed a bit, no doubt about that. One thing that has not changed, though, is the Brotherhood Winery, right? Okay, we'll get to the Brotherhood Winery in a second, of course, but we I can tell you that one thing that's changed a little bit is, is that Orange County now is, is becoming an actual destination. So what happened historically is that people from the city, the 8 million people from the metro New York area, would come up on day trips, and they'd come to the likes of, of Orange and Ulster and Dutchess County, and then they'd go home. Well, now what happens is there's a transition that's happening and it's, it's people are coming and they're staying one, two, three nights and they're creating a destination for making their overnights here. And why are they doing this? They're doing this because we have many different sectors that can appeal to many different visitors. So let's start out with the first one that everyone's been asking. So family fun. So family fun is really a growing sector in our county. Let's address Legoland. Legoland has opened uh, this year, and that brings in a whole slew of different types of visitors, mostly family from between 24 and 35 years old with their early families and their grandparents, and they're coming and they're staying. So that really has anchored in uh, Orange County and really put us on the map for family fun. But let's 
also when they're here, they're going to our other uh, partners. So they're going to an art gallery or they're going to the castle down the street or they're going kayaking. They're extending their trips and they're seeing our other attractions. So that makes it really special to be here in Orange County. Now, so, what town is Legoland in? Legoland is in Goshen, New York. It's not too far from my office. It's in Goshen. And uh, that just opened this year. And the real drawn, this is all about the kids, right? That the kids yeah. are the driving point about Legoland and parents, if they want to keep the kids happy, they better go. Absolutely. And it's all about the kids. So um, that's what this children's theme park is about. It's uh, all about the kids. But what's nice is that, you know, our partner at the Castle Fun Center is right down the street within four miles from the entrance of Legoland is the castle and they are starting to say you know what we want to work together with Legoland so we're going to address the older kids so they have attractions and fun stuff to do for the older kids and others are getting involved in in really saying let's you know meet the visitors needs that are coming to Legoland we have a dinosaur park that's in planning that's about eight miles from uh, Legoland so it's really catching on for a family fun environment so it's been a great thing. My original impression of Orange County was driving down in 94 after getting off 17 at exit 126 in Chester, go down 94, about 10 miles through Florida, New York, the hometown of Jimmy Stir, the king of polka music, and into Warwick. And as soon as you get off 17 back then, you'd come around a big curve on 94, and there was the Weslowski Farm. I think it's still there today. And I remember a couple of times the cows got around the fence there, the wooden fence, and we're out there on the road. And one day I was running late and I had to navigate on 94 around Mr. Weslowski's cows who were out there in the road that day. And I said to myself, how did I ever get into this? And this was summer of 79, this was now. But you learn, that's what it's about. That's what the culture is about. And so much has changed through the years and through the decades. What else has changed about Orange County since then? It's 1979. So what, let's, let's address something else that's really big in our county. Now, mind you, we have family fun craft beverages growing in leaps and bounds. Uh, and we also have shop, world-class shopping, arts and history. So we have all those going on at the same time. But let's see what's been growing a lot. And that's been the craft beverage sector. That's been growing tremendously, especially over the last five years in Orange County. We have 26 uh, properties for craft beverage, wineries, distilleries, cideries, breweries. We have breweries in an urban setting. We have breweries on a farm. We have wineries galore. We have cideries with Angry Orchard. But we have some of the, the top attractions in the state for um, for visitors in Orange County for craft beverage. Um, Warwick Valley Winery and Distillery is one of our top craft beverage attractors. It, it attracts over 250,000 people a season. So wow. that's a lot of folks coming into our area and spending time here. But it's really been a lot about the outdoor experience. It's been a lot about um, having that experience include music and arts and craft festivals. So we're combining craft with music, combining the craft beverages with arts. So it's been a lot of that in Orange County, and we're happy to to house 26 properties. So Now, a lot of this is going on up and down the Hudson Valley, right, from Westchester to New Paltz and beyond. It's, it's certainly going on all over the Hudson Valley. And actually, the Hudson Valley Tourism has a craft beverage map so that we can provide to people because it is that popular. And that also sets Orange County as, um, mm-hmm. aside. You can tie this in, I guess, with a trip maybe to the Brotherhood Winery in Washingtonville, the oldest winery in the USA. 
So yes, yeah, so let's talk about that because Orange County is it's rich with firsts. What's our first, right? So we have the first. So our, uh, so Brotherhood Winery is the oldest continuous winery in the USA because it continued through prohibition. So, and it continued through many hardships too. There was a major fire there years ago and they rebuilt it and it was great, but they kept producing wine. So Brotherhood Winery has, you know, of course, wine, wine tours and cellar tours, which are pretty, pretty interesting the way that they um, have those, uh, the cellar tours. Have you ever been on that? Because it's really interesting. Um, And let's talk, keep on talking about the first. So Orange County also has the first, um, it's the oldest historic uh, harness racing track in the country. So that's here in Goshen. So those are two firsts that we we like to we're very proud of. We like to tout, tout out, shout out. So, but um, those are two things that really set us aside as well. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was first hired at eleven ten a.m. WTBQ in Warwick, which today is run by my good friend Frank Truat, he has owned the station for many years. Took over from Jimmy Stir. Do you know Frank by chance? I know Frank very well. Yeah, I had a feeling you knew Frank. Now. <laughs> When I first came to Orange County, first came to TBQ in 79, I was a year out of college, wanted to get into the radio business. I had worked at Citibank summers throughout my years at Fordham University. And I said, let me work at Citibank for a year or so, make some money and get into the business because when you start, the money's not that good. I remember taking a break one day. I was training in the new computer center at Citibank at 425 Park Avenue in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. That's between 55th and 56th. It's a big luxury condo high rise now it was turned into recently has gotten a lot of press in new york city that specific location where i worked but i remember getting a phone call from my house that said you got a call from john zames at wtbq john zames was the general manager at tbq offered me my first job in the business he said john i can't pay you much he said i can only pay you 95 bucks a week i said i'll take it and by the time I left a year later, I had been up to like 135, I think I, he, I had gotten up to. But John Zames was also the head, the president, I believe at that time, of the Orange County Fair. He was also, too, okay. at that time. So I got to know the fair very well, working together with John for a year. What is the Orange County Fair like all these years and decades later? So there has been a resurgence and a redevelopment of our Orange County Fair over the last few years. We have someone that's come in and invested a lot of money and and improving the infrastructure there. But that's another first and the oldest, of course, for our uh, county because it's the oldest continuous dirt track in the country is in in Middletown, New York. So, uh, and it's still very popular, the races there. We just had Eastern States weekend last weekend. It was a very great attendance there. But the Orange County Fair is um, just a spot that was for the fairs, the traveling fairs. And um, it's very popular. It's new and improved. Um, We have an indoor arena that we do indoor concerts at and whatnot. But the fair is really special now. I mean, it always was special, but now it's got a resurgence. And we just really had a great time there this year. Look forward to more stuff next year. But they've incorporated concert series, which is really fun, too. So you have racing, you have the fair, you have concert series. So it's, it's been really great to see. Now, my best friend from high school in Manhattan, he came from Yorkville. I came from East Harlem. We attended the old St. Agnes on 44th Street together, which is a Trump building now, matter of fact. All these places I've been to have been redeveloped into something else, I guess. I show up and 
I guess the property values go down, but I guess they, you know, after I'm gone, they go back up again. But he moved to Orange County after he got married in the mid-1980s, and he lived in Chester for a long time. And at that point, even five or six years after I had lived and worked in Orange County, I noticed how the change began from a totally rural area into a suburban area. One thing I think that he took advantage of in the mid 80s and the place he got in Chester and the things I see now is the real estate development of the county. That just continues and goes on. Yes, of course. Um, the real estate side of things has been exploding, actually. So if you can imagine, there was two, two parts in history you want to look at. One is after 9-11 and, the, and what happened with our real estate after that, because it went uh, through the roof. Um, most firefighters and police officers um, were, were finding um, new properties and homes in Orange County and all over the Hudson Valley, I should say, and they would be commuting back into the city. Now comes the pandemic, which we don't like to say that word anymore, but we're, we're out of coming out of it and we're recovering, of course. But the real estate has been surging and we are finding explosive real estate numbers right now. And um, it's been really great to see new people here. Great to see our real estate values have all increased. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of folks in here, which we're happy because we, we like people to come here. If they're visiting here, they want to live here. So it's been a great, uh, great, great marriage. So mm-hmm. we've seen a real uptick in our real estate. And I do, we do have a number of other of our friends from our class in 1974, St. Agnes, who became cops and firefighters. And many of them moved to Orange County, to mm-hmm. Warwick, to Washingtonville to Monroe to Port Jefferson. They really dispersed around the entire county. So many of the guys went up to Orange County through the years. And they would drive down. One of the guys lived in Washingtonville and for years drove from Washingtonville down to central Brooklyn every day, back and forth in traffic too. Shows you how dedicated he was to the force and how dedicated he still is to living in Orange County after all these years. That's a commute, yeah. Yep. yeah. Amanda Dana is the director of the Orange County Office of Tourism, film and president of the Hudson Valley Tourism Office too. Amanda Dana, one of the things that strikes me through the years, no matter how much the county has developed, that nothing beats stopping at a roadside farm or back in the summer of 79, there was an elderly couple from Poland who lived along the strip, along 94, coming out of Warwick, right by Houston Street, if I remember right, where you get into Florida. And they had a house there, and they whatever they grew in their backyard, they sold, and I would buy from them pretty much every day on my way home throughout that summer of 79. And what struck me the most was they had a number of cats on their property, And the cats sometimes apparently would crawl into people's cars or underneath the cars into the engines while people would get out of the cars and buy something. So every time I left, the father, the husband, would make me open the hood of my car to make sure none of his cats had crawled in from underneath. And yet, after all these years, one thing that strikes me whenever I go to Masker, to Pennings, to Oaks, wherever I go around the county, whatever I do... I always find a place that's selling fresh produce, hopefully out of somebody's backyard, and nothing to me beats that. That's what it's about. That's the real down-home feeling I think we still have in Orange County today that may never actually go away, and you know what? I hope it never does. Yeah, it's a a trend that's really strong. It's actually growing. So our farm-to-table properties are just 
growing in leaps and bounds again. Blooming Hill Farm is something I will always recommend people go there and, and go to the actual farm and do a farm to table dinner at Blooming Hill Farm in Blooming Grove, New York, I should say. So that's not too far. Off 208, correct? Blooming yes. Grove? Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful property. We've got lots of people coming in from all over, from Connecticut, New Jersey, locally, of course, too. But that's a great place to go if you really want that. Cut it down, bring it in, cook it up and eat it kind of experience. So it's a, it's a, it's a great place to, to go and visit. So, How much but, does location matter for Orange County? You brought up New Jersey, Connecticut, et cetera, where people can come. My lasting image, too, one of my lasting images is getting off 90, getting off 17 one day. I used to get gas every day driving up from the Bronx six days a week at the old Gulf Station right off exit 126 run by Larry Schwartz, who came from Hunts Point in the Bronx, moved to Orange County, started a family, opened a gas station. I stopped there every day, and I remember right before, a couple of days before Halloween in the fall of 79, getting off 17, pulling up 126 there off the exit onto the Gulf Station, looking across the street at how enormously and innately and just incredibly decorated all the houses were for Halloween across the street there and listening to WTIC radio 1080 in Hartford, which has a 50,000 watt signal, but it really gets into Orange County during the daytime too in the open areas. And you talk about people coming from New Jersey, from Connecticut, you can come from Hartford, it's drivable across 84. How much does location matter here? Is it true what they say? Location, location, location? Yes, I'll say yes. 100% yes. It's not just a real estate adage. It's it's also a tourism adage because we are located, meaning we, Orange County, we're located just far enough away from New York City that it is a vacation destination, but we're really not far at all. So we always say that little phrase, we're far enough away yet not far at all because we do create that that distance where people will want to come up and vacation. So we have a perfect location. We're on the crossroads of the Northeast where the I-86 and I-84 intersect. So it's actually a very good location for people to get to and get off those Mm -hmm. highways and go to those golf stations like you went to. We have many of those golf stations up and down the highways and the corridors. So I'm happy to hear that people do that. And we know they do that. So they come up that 17 I-86 from uh, the thruway. And they, a Friday evening, you betcha, that's pretty popular, that road. And also on Sunday, going back into the city. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yep, yep. Stay off the thruway on the weekends, right? Unless you're going to Orange County. Get out of there. I guess it's a good problem to have, I want to say. Yeah, it is, actually. Except if you, for people and me working in the traffic industry, too, as a traffic reporter and writer and producer at Total Traffic, which produces most of the reports, what you hear around the tri-state area, except for the CBS-owned stations. It's something we have to deal with on the weekends, all that traffic in the Hudson Valley, which really begins at about 2 o'clock on a Friday afternoon with people coming up across out of Westchester into Rockland across the Tappan Zee. You know, we talked about the wineries, and I talked about winning that basket of cheer at the Goshen Jane Seas in 1979. Also back then, too, there was Stan's Liquors on the edge of Warwick. And don't know if you remember Stan's Liquors in Warwick right before you hit the Jersey border getting out of Warwick. I believe it was on 94 also, too, when you get out of town. And that was owned by Mr. Lakoski, the father of my good friend and colleague from WFUV Radio at Fordham University, Judy Lakoski. So through her, my years at Fordham, I got to know a little about Orange County through her. 
Little did I know I'd begin my career down the block from her family liquor store in Warwick at that time. And I remember whenever I wanted a bottle of something, I'd make sure to go to the Lekoskis also, too, at that time back then. Shows you just how much the county has changed through the years and yet basically in its own way stayed the same. I, that's the way I look at it. It's changed so much and yet has stayed the same. And one thing I can tell you is that even during COVID, the one phrase that we say is that you can come to Orange County and do absolutely nothing. And I know it. who says that as a tourism person, but many people came up to experience our parks and our, and our hiking trails and do just back to basic stuff because they had such a desire to get out. And especially during the pandemic and quarantining and all that stuff. And they were up here in droves. And in fact, some of our partners in our craft beverage world had said they had the most successful years uh, of the sales during COVID. And um, it was it was really fascinating to see that stat. But again, so people can come up to Orange County and do a, a slew of things. Um, they they can visit some of our historic sites. They can go to Legoland, they can go shopping, and many people go shopping, um, which I haven't really touched on. And uh, they can hike, they can bike, they can go to a craft beverage, see a concert, they can go to some of our performing arts centers, which I want to touch on a little bit because as it gets a little bit nippier out and colder. People start to do more indoor activities, of course, in a safe way, uh, adhering to uh, CDC guidelines, of course. But we have uh, our Sugarloaf Performing Arts Center, which has a slew of acts coming up, uh, which is just wonderful to see. One of my favorites is the Nutcracker coming up in December. It really gets me in the holiday spirit. So um, the Nutcracker is coming up there, as well as uh, Winona Judd is coming there, Paula Love. Um, we also have the Paramount Theater in Middletown, New York, that has... Jimmy Stir coming up every year. Look forward to him. Jimmy is going to be there. Huh? Jimmy's going to yeah. be there December 4th. So he will be there. Um, Blue Oyster Cult is going to be there. Uh, Marshall Tucker Band and others. Uh, one of the ones I'm looking forward to is ABBA Mania. So I happen to love ABBA. So ABBA Mania is coming there too. But we have you know performing art centers here that re really provide activities for during uh, you know the week and weekends for folks to come up to Orange County as well. So it's a... Uh, it's a real good place to be. So Post-pandemic, as we move out of it, I shouldn't maybe even use the term post yet, hopefully post-pandemic. How much are we back to normal pre-pandemic? Or are we still getting there? Well, I will say we're still getting there because everything's different now. Of course, this pandemic has changed a lot of our behavior. Um, but people will never lose the desire to travel, to experience, to collaborate. And that's one thing we saw and people are still doing that. Is it back to normal? Not exactly, but um, it is getting there. Um, we have, we have events, you know, our event calendar and Orange County tourism was a little dry during the pandemic, but now it's, it was great to see it was so full this summer and fall of events to do in the County. And by the way, you can always go on orangetourism.org and look at our events and see what's going on in Orange County. Uh, we have a brand new website that's uh, very user-friendly. So um, you can always see our events, but to answer your question, um, it has changed a little. Um, and um, I think once we finally get out of this pandemic, it will be back to a different way to travel, but it definitely will be uh, a very robust way to travel. And it's going to be. A Do you experience. anticipate a big Christmas season around the county? You touched upon one of the events. Anything else that you have lined up for the holidays? 
So people like to make weekends of going up to get their Christmas tree up in Orange County, of course. So um, that's wonderful. They'll come up maybe on a Friday and they'll stay overnight and the Saturday they'll get their tree and they'll either stay Saturday night or go on home on Sunday. So those kinds of events are very big. We have a lot of tree farms in Orange County. And as I mentioned, we do have some indoor activities going on with some of our theaters and um, just basically keep your eye on our events calendar because they're popping up all the time, different things to do. But it's really quite the experience to come into Orange County, especially, you know, from down in New Jersey or New York City or other areas. And it, we can make a real weekend out of it. You can make a during the week stay out of it. It's so mm-hmm. many great inns and lodging options. So it's really quite the experience for travelers coming in. It's Not to get into a competitive thing with, say, in Massachusetts or Vermont, both close by, both and this time of the year, especially similar look to Orange County. What's the biggest and best selling point about Orange County and the Hudson Valley overall? We touched on it. Our location is probably the best location um, in the in the area because we are just at that point where people like to travel to. And don't don't say it's a long trip. You know, anything over three hours probably is a long trip. We are right in that epicenter of a lot of visitors coming to us. So our location is perfect for tourism. And the second thing is we're so diverse. So our our inventory is so diverse from the family fun, craft beverage, arts and history. I didn't even talk about West Point yet. I mean, that's a big attraction for our county. And then world-class shopping. So we have all that mixed into one big mixing bowl. And it makes, again, the recipe for a great tourism climate in Orange County. So we have that here. And um, and we have also, what's great for us is we have um, our leadership in Orange County believes in tourism. And they have devoted a lot of resources toward getting people to our county, which is really refreshing to see. So that helps tremendously with our county. So, What does a trip to West Point look like? A trip to West Point recently has looked like going to your museum and catching an army football game, which I happen to love a lot is watching those army football games. It's just the whole environment and the whole, it just really is a a great thing to do. Very patriotic. And I love doing that. So that's what a trip there, spending some time in the downtown in Highland Falls, maybe going to a restaurant there. That's a great trip to West Point. And also maybe going to the Thayer Hotel or going to Zulu Lounge, which is our outdoor uh, outdoor bar and grill up on top of the roof, rooftop bar. So that's what that experience would look like. And many people like to do that. And that's in a great location as well on the hut, the beautiful Hudson River. So it's it's a great environment there. That's what that would look like for me. Back in 1988, I was the staff announcer for the Army Football Radio Network. Oh, I was at okay. Radio in White Plains and it came out uh, there. So I seem to have a pretty good connection to Orange County, right? After all these years, a lot of good memories. Me too. It's not yeah. just about 1979, which you mentioned quite a bit. I so. remember it totally. All these years, <laughs> yeah. the impression the county made on me at that time. And, and I've always tried to keep a connection in one way, shape, or form. When you see Jimmy, if you see Jimmy, give him my regards. Do you know Gussie Cusher? I don't. Jimmy's right-hand man? Oh, that's Gus. I don't that's know. Gus. That. Okay. Okay. That's Gus. Okay. Got that's it. Gus. If you yeah. see Jimmy and Gus, give them my very best, best, best regards. December 4th. So I probably will make my way to the Paramount Theater in Middletown for that concert. And Jimmy still lives, resides in Florida, New York after yes, all these years. Still local right? to us. Real hometown local boy. So does Gus right. too. Yep. 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 Tremendous. Right, right. Tremendous guys. They gave me my start to my career. And I remember that most of all after yeah. 42 years. Of course. From Orange County. Yep. 
at WTBQ, 1110 AM. Hello there, Frank Truett. We know Frank is doing well. Regards to Frank when you see him too. Amanda Dana, all of your contact information for anyone who might like to talk to you or find out more about what's going on in Orange County. Your phone number, your email, that website again. So my phone number, 845-615-3860. That's our main number to Orange County Tourism and Film. And you could reach us by going into uh, orangetourism.org. That's our website. You can reach us that way. You can figure out what's going on in Orange County and things to do. And if anyone needs to reach out to me, it's a, it's a long one. It's adana at orangecountygov.com. That's my email. I'll be sure to respond to you or have one of my team members respond to you as far as things to do. And, and I'm sure you won't be bored in Orange County. There's a tremendous amount of things to do here. So, And on that email, it's Dana, D-A-N-A, correct? A-D-A-N-A. Any relation to the old 60s singer, Bill Dana, Red Roses for a Blue Lady, which we used to play at TVQ back then. Red Roses for a Blue Wedding? No, 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 that's not me. No relation. No relation to Bill Dana. Vic Dana. I'm sorry, Vic Dana. Was the Vic singer. Dana. Okay, Bill so. Dana was, I think he was a comedian back then or something like that. But Vic no Dana. Relation. Singer. No relation. Yep, yep. We sang that song in the early 60s, which was a staple in our format at TBQ back there in the late 70s mm-hmm. and in the early 80s as well. Amanda Dana, director of the Orange County Tourism and Film Office and president of the Hudson Valley Tourism Bureau. We thank you for joining us here on Orange County Talk Radio. All the best and happy holidays. I guess it's not too early to say that now since we are here in the first week of November. You can say that. Happy holidays back to you. Lots of things going on here for the holidays. So, All right. Get in touch with Amanda. Go to the website and find out more here on Orange County Talk Radio. What's happening in the lower Hudson Valley? I'm John Marino, and we are produced by Sharp Creative. And we are made possible by... People like Tompkins Mayapack Bank. Also by Robeson Oil, the house that service built by Lipolis Electric. Don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis by Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard up and down all throughout the Hudson Valley. By White Plains Hospital and by Michael Labriola Landscape Design and Construction of Armonk in Westchester. They work up and down the Hudson Valley. Catch all of our Orange, Duchess, Putnam, Rockland, Westchester, and Fairfield County talk radio programming on our YouTube channel, Shark Creative YouTube. You're listening to Westchester Talk Radio. Powered by Shark Media, a division of Shark Creative. And made possible by Entergy, Indian Point Energy Center. Visit safesecurevinyl.com.